Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. Beloved, you that are loved by God, what makes us a beloved? Well, hold your place. Let's turn over to John 3.16. Hold your place in 1 John because we're coming back. And, I mean, you don't have to go. You probably know the verse by heart that I'm going to. Verse three, or chapter 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. Praise God. For God, who is love and is a giver completely of himself, so loved the world. God, who is love and is a giver, so gave completely to the world. His only begotten Son, whom He loved, whom He bestowed love upon, whom He gave everything to. We read later in the Scriptures. Jesus said, everything in heaven and in earth has been given to me. All authority. Now, well, we'll get to the rest of that. I want you to just grasp this. God so loved the world. He so became a giver of those in the world. He gave everything by giving His Son, whom He loved and bestowed everything to, that whosoever that's you and me. Whosoever that is in the world to whom God gave his son completely, whosoever would believe that God loved you that much that he would give his beloved only begotten Son to redeem you, to buy back you. Whosoever would believe that, whosoever will believe that, would not perish, 
but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son, whom he loved and gave completely everything. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus did not come down to this earth the first time. Back 2,000 plus years ago. Jesus did not come down to this earth and start proclaiming, Oh, you nasty sinners. God's so angry with you. You are in trouble now. We curse you in the name of God. No, he did not do that. Amen. God came down through his son to give completely and whosoever would receive this gift of everlasting life has the promise that that gift is sure until the end. Amen. Hallelujah. God did not send Jesus like that to condemn the world but that the world through him would be saved. What saves the sinner? Think about this now. They were sacrificing lambs and goats and sheep and all that, chickens and doves, and they couldn't afford that. He'd take bread. If you throw bread on the altar, he'd accept it as a sacrifice. What were you doing? What? Think about this now. The sacrifices that were made under the law. It started as a little lamb that the family would find. And then they would keep it inside the house. Stink, mess and all. But they would bathe it, try and keep it clean. They wouldn't let it mix with the other lambs because if it got kicked or scarred or roughed up, it was no longer perfect for a sacrifice. The children would consider this lamb a pet. What do you do with a pet? You love it. You bestow your love upon that pet. You take care of that pet. You give of your very being to that pet. Amen? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Glory to God. The pet that this family and the children would bestow their love upon became the payment for their redemption for the next year. And they would, the head of the family would usually take that pet They'd have the family lay their hands on the head of this sheep whom they have bestowed all this love upon during the year. Taken the family pet and they would take it and kill it on the altar of sacrifice. That this pet whom came to trust this family 
became the complete payment. They would give this pet to God. They would give this pet whom they had loved since it was a baby to God. This was giving love to God as a sacrifice. And it was hard. The children would probably cry. Maybe mom would cry. Maybe dad would even cry. But they knew they had to do this. They had to give it willingly. Now, they could have gone and the the time's coming to take the little lamb, the little sheep to the altar of sacrifice. And they could say, you know, we love this sheep too much. I just can't do that. Let's keep the baby here. I'll go buy one of the pre-approved ones from the market. And that's what they would do. They would go to the market and purchase one of the pre-approved lambs and then tell them to offer that one as a sacrifice. Notice the difference. They did not care about the sheep that were at the market. They loved the sheep that was in their house. But instead of giving God that symbol of their love, they went and bought a symbol of love and said, here you go. There you go, God. We're good for another year. That, Lord, should I say this? That type of sacrifice is symbolic of a lot of the sacrifices, a lot of the offerings, I should say, being made in churches today all across the United States and probably all across the world. You know, this money will do a lot more good in our family. But I have to go to church and give God something. So I give this much. Boop. Into the offering it goes. And then you go home. Oh, yes. Amen. Thank you so much for the blessing you give to us, Father. And God is saying, you didn't love me. You did not love me. And you said, yes, I did. Oh, God, I loved you. Oh, Father, I love you so much. Oh, yes, amen, amen, amen. You got to say, you, you refuse to give to me. Giving is love. You refuse to give to me. I gave you, Father, I gave you. It's just that I got the light bill coming and I got to get the car fixed and I got to buy food for the family and I got to buy milk for the baby and I got to buy blah, 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 blah. All these excuses. I remember when I was in the military, I had a sign hanging out over the back of my desk, you know, where someone standing in front of the desk talking to me could see this sign on the wall. And it said the maximum effective range of an excuse is zero meters. In other words, I wasn't buying your excuses. God has that kind of sign hanging up behind his throne. 
Because when judgment time comes and they start making all these excuses, but God, I had to fix the car. But God, I had to give milk to the baby. But God, I had to buy groceries for the family. But God, Christmas time is coming. I got to buy a lot of presents. But God, but God, but God, but God. God's going to point to the sign that says, Maximum effective range of your excuses is zero meters. There is no valid reason that you cannot give sacrificially to God. God gave his all when he gave us Jesus. Jesus Gave his all. Now let's get to that. Jesus in the garden. The night in which he was betrayed. Was so. He seen what was coming. He knew. That the next 24 hours was going to be crucial. The absolute linchpin upon which salvation for all of humanity centered. He knew he had to endure what was coming. And the devil was holding nothing back. He was tormenting Jesus' mind with all of the images about what was going to take place. Jesus had seen people being scourged by the Romans to within an inch of their life. Jesus has seen people hanging on the cross, not sacrificed, but crucified by the Romans. He's seen the agony of these deaths. He knew what was coming. He knew that in his spirit, the time had come for the sacrifice to be made to God. The one sacrifice that God would accept as the redemption and payment For all of humanity. It had to be. A giver. God gave. To the world. The one sacrifice. That he was requiring. Just as the family had that one little lamb. That would grow up with them. Jesus was in the world, growing up with those around him. Just as the family knew that this little lamb that would become a sheep, and that they loved so much, they gave everything, they would feed it from the table. Just as you give your little dog a bite from the table. They would bestow their love upon it. They'd wash it and groom it and make sure that it never got injured or anything. That it was without blemish. Jesus' family, Mary, 
Joseph as well. We don't hear much about Joseph later. It's well believed that scholars believe he died. Remember the average age at that time, the average lifespan was only about 40 years. There are several examples of people who are well-aged into their 60s, 70s, and 80s. But the average age was in the 40s. So more than likely, Joseph died. But he was willing to give his love to Mary even though she was pregnant. And remember, folks, the Bible was not written back then. Okay? A pregnant, unwed mother in Jewish society would be stoned. Mary, by accepting the love that God was bestowing upon her, that's what the angel said. You are highly beloved. God is about to give you something that nobody else has ever had. That's what the angel was saying. Nobody else in all of humanity has ever received the gift that God has for you. You are going to be the mother of the Messiah that will save all of the world. That's why Mary said, I receive it. Be it unto me according to your word. The angel said, he, Gabriel said he was speaking for God. And Mary said, be it unto me. I accept the gift of God. Instantly, Jesus was conceived in her womb. Before a negative word could be planted by the devil. God took advantage of that one person who said yes to accepting Jesus. Mary was the first one that accepted Jesus. Oh, praise God. A mother's love was instantly conceived in her. She took the word and the word gave life to itself. Oh, if I wasn't tied down to this stand right now, I'd be running around this room. Praise God. The word gave birth to itself. God giving of himself. But he had to have someone to give through. And Mary said, I accept it. And God, the Son, was conceived at that very moment in time. Scripture says, the angel told her, go see your cousin Elizabeth. Now she knew Elizabeth was old. And had never been able to conceive a child. The angel says she's already three months pregnant. And it says Mary left her home. Went to her cousin Elizabeth's house. As soon as she walked in. John the Baptist was in the presence of his Lord. 
and leaped in the womb. And Elizabeth began to prophesy. Then Mary started to prophesy. And it says Mary stayed there three more months and then returned home. Well, if Elizabeth was already six months pregnant, three months means Mary stayed there to see the birth of John the Baptist. Now, while she was staying with Elizabeth, Elizabeth's father, I'm sorry, husband, was dumb. He could not speak. But the moment John the Baptist was born and they started giving it names and he asked for a tablet and wrote on there, his name is John, his mouth was loosed and he began to speak and praise God, Scripture says. And that's when Mary returned home. She said, my God has done this thing. I can return home and not be killed because within me is that holy thing, a gift from God to the world. He will protect me. She knew she had this confidence. God was a giving God. And she was going to give this child growing inside her unconditional Love. Now, with Joseph, he found out Mary had run off to be with her cousin Elizabeth, and word got back to him it's because she's pregnant. Now, in that day and time, oh my God. Joseph contemplating, you know, he, he really respected Mary. He wanted to marry Mary. He wanted her as his wife. But now this changes things, you know. If he made it public what he had found out, she would be stoned by the authorities. And that's when the angel came to him and said, don't fear. For Mary is carrying the Messiah, and you will be recognized as the father of the Messiah in the world. So Joseph accepted that. I mean, it's not often you get a visitation from an angel of God telling him, telling you these things. So he loved Jesus as well. And they poured their love into Jesus as he was growing up. Jesus is the representation of God. He's the physical manifestation of God in a flesh body. Now, he is all God. But he laid aside his divine attributes to live to grow as a human being in the earth. But his spirit was always in tune with God the Father. But his mind, this muscle, this mass contained in the skull, had to be trained. Jesus had to be trained. He had to be potty trained. Because he was living in a human body. He wasn't instantly born and walking around like, Hey, what's up, man? This is Jesus. I'm the Son of God. 
No, he wasn't doing any of that. He had to be potty trained. He had to be spoon fed. As he continued to grow and become a toddler, he would stumble and fall and had to be picked up. He would cry. The first time he's tried feeding himself, he probably missed his mouth several times, just like babies do. You know, they put more food on them and on the floor than they do in their mouth. He had messy diapers or whatever they used in that day. He had to learn his mind, the human mind, had to learn just like a human being. How to conduct yourself, how to walk and talk and run and play and cry. And at the same time, it's the responsibility of the father of the house to train the male children to become rabbis. And I have a study about the Samika of Jesus and how you know he was brought up in that fashion, to be a rabbi, because that's what every Jewish boy wanted to attain, was the position of a rabbi. And the first few times that Joseph was probably trying to teach him the book of Leviticus, which they had to have memorized in order to, by age uh, seven in order to go to elementary school, The first few times, Jesus' mind probably could not comprehend the right order of things, but through practice, he was getting it. Remember, Jesus was God's gift, a giving God. Jesus was a giving God. He gave Mary and Joseph the Messiah of Israel to raise And they receive this gift of God knowing that at some point in time they would have to share this gift of love with everyone. Just like raising that little lamb to become a sacrificial sheep. And Jesus grew. Jesus was learning. At age 12, Uh, And I'm not going to go into all the details. Get the study. Go back to the archives. Look for the Samika of Jesus. I have a book that's getting ready to come out. It's in editing process right now called the Samika of Jesus, where I lay all these things out in detail. But at age 12, not age 13, not 14, not 10, but at age 12, these Jewish boys had to be... uh, we would liken it to being interviewed by the leadership of the temple. What's the word I'm looking for, Lord? Authorities. To give them permission to go to the Bet Safar. I think that's the name of it. I'm sitting here right now. But the next level of education for the rabbis. They had to prove they not only had memorized the Torah, but they could recall scripture on demand, depending on the situation being presented to them, and they could continue a question and answer about the scriptures without fail. They could keep the conversation going. And Jesus wasn't going to your regular public school. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.